Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Dad, and it's time for today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. Today, I want to discuss with you a question that I got asked in a recent training class. So here goes nothing. A student asked me, they said, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I reviewed the uh, Scrum Guide. I reviewed the Agile Framework. I reviewed everything. I said, yes. They said, and tell me, where do I see roadmap planning in there? They said, my boss insists that I have a N plus three or N plus five year roadmap. That's three years or five years down the line roadmap to describe every little thing we're doing. And I just don't think that's agile. You know, why do we even need a roadmap anyway? So let's clarify, because there's three questions that were asked there all in that short, short spurt, right? So the first question was, should we be planning things out three or five years? And the answer to that is definitively no. I mean, I guess you can, but everything beyond probably the next 90 to 180 days is probably speculation anyway. So, I mean, you could do that level of planning as long as it was a high enough level that nobody really cared. The way I always treat it is uh, I tell executives and leaderships when they're asking what leadership partners, when they're asking for that kind of information, they're usually just trying to get the team to lie. They're usually trying to hold someone accountable so that when something doesn't happen, they can point a finger and say, aha, but you said it would. So, I mean, I think that it's good to have some forward facing, but how far out is the question? And I think in order to do that, we need to define why we need a product roadmap to begin with. So when I look at a roadmap, I look at it as a tool. It's good for a team or a team of teams, depending on how large the product or services that you're building. And if you do these right, it's going to provide ways to simplify conversations, uh, distill what the intention behind things are, and strategize so that you can talk about all different outcomes that you desire so you can plan things ahead. Now, for me, one of the big stories that I like to tell, and this I promise it was before Squid Game, uh, I like to talk about the whole red light, green light game. And what I do with leadership is I leveraged a roadmap to say, hey, based on what we what information we have today, these projects are green light, good to go, ready to be dealt with. They're at a, a small enough level that they're easily going to be consumed into a roadmap and we're good. The yellow light is these still have some outstanding things that need to be determined before we get to the point where we can work them. And then the red light is th there's just no way this is going to happen. It's not even near ready. Uh, it's too pie in the sky. There's too much speculation. It's just not something that we could easily accomplish. And I think that if we get our focus honed in a little bit tighter, you know, obviously for the team to see things near term, maybe the next three sprints or so, then yeah, a, a roadmap that covers those kind of things is is uh, the product backlog, basically, right? It's going to include the product increment. When you start getting out six months or greater, when you start getting out past that, the six plus, all the way up to a year, those roadmaps are great to have if you lay them out correctly. And as long as you do it at an organizational level is what I find, instead of just at a product level. And the reason why I want to point that out is because many times at a product level, everything will look fine. Each roadmap will look perfectly fine. But then the second you lay them up against each other at a division level or at an overall organization level, you'll quickly discover that teams have been multitasked working across multiple different products and having to divide their time 20% here, 30% here, 40% here, what winds up happening is the teams are not going to be successful because the same teams are allocated in different places, but the people who care the most about the product are only looking at their product. They're not looking at all the others. So I think it's important to get that broad view. And this is where you use a tool like Miro or Mural to help you see that broad view, because you can get those kind of roadmaps in there pretty easily. 
Inside of a system like Jira, which I love, it, it sort of isolates you to a product at a time, depending on how you have it set up. So you just need to really, really be careful and be honest with yourself about what you're looking at with the perspective of the roadmap. And I think that there's two different ways that you can uh, see or set expectations and understand why the roadmap is important. The first set of expectations provide clarity for people outside the team or the teams that are working on it, right? So it gives stakeholders a purview of what's being worked on. Uh, it gives people a plain English way that they can quickly look at a body of work and say, yes, I understand it. It reinforces an agile way of thinking because it lets people know that, hey, uh, even though this isn't committed to work, that it gives you some type of rough non-committal horizon to say, hey, this is when we can expect things to sequence, right? It gives you some idea of where things are going to fall. Uh, sponsors and often senior leaders, VPs, directors, et cetera, can start to have the, the what-if conversations that they need to have when they consider making trade-offs or strategic shifts in what they're trying to do, especially if you could see it one team compared to the next. Because when you can see all those teams together and what they're working on globally, it makes it a lot easier to see this from team's perspective, which is really, really interesting. So I'm almost advocating for team-based road mapping, which is kind of interesting. But what I'd like to see even more so is a roadmap that's uh, organization-based or division-based that then you can filter down and see you know, what allocation you have of teams across the roadmap. Because the truth is, as much as I'd love to have you know, dedicated teams working on a single product or service, I love whip limits just as much as the next guy, but I just don't see that happening in many large organizations. You can also leverage this so that other teams who may be working on or maybe dependent on the work that you're doing can quickly understand where you are and get some strategic direction so you can help resolve conflicts or coordinate if you need to with uh, hardware and software, et cetera, if you're building that type of product. Lots of things you can do. There's lots of value outside the team. Now, for the inside the team piece of this, so there's the, the roadmap does set expectations internally too, right? Because the truth is, sometimes when you get a, a whole truckload of backlog items, it's hard to get the big picture. It's hard to see the intended direction. It's hard to get it all you know, hammered into a big picture of what's supposed to be happening. So the roadmap is intended to be the big picture. It's the clarity. It's the clarity of the scope. It's the challenge that everyone's going to be working on the same page, that we're all going to be pushing the cart in the same direction, and that we're all going to achieve greater value this way. And uh, it also allows us to dedicate a portion of it to talk about strategic directioning and things that are going to happen in the future and innovation. And I often encourage people, you know, if you're going to have a roadmap, make sure you have at least one section that's dedicated to innovation so that you're constantly looking forward, right? It doesn't mean those things are completed in a set amount of time, but you're at least doing the research to queue things up so that you never run out of inbound work. Finally, a roadmap just gives you uh, internally to sequencing at a high level. So that way, if you have questions about what's coming up next and how it might impact, you know, how what you're doing now might impact or how that might impact something in the future, you can always go in and see the path for how things are going to be directed so that you can figure out what's going uh, in each quarter. And then, you know, obviously you want to review this every single quarter. Uh, I do hear some pitfalls in organizations where they try to review this once a year or, and, and that just scares me to death. My key here is if you're going to spend the time to build a roadmap, you should at least be reviewing it once every quarter. So you know what? That's going to do it for me. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Daily Stand-Up. As always, we encourage you to tune in and ask questions. If you have questions or comments or concerns or an article you'd like for us to read, hit us up. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.